understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. And we are back on The Stranded Face Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Hurley, and you know I am here with another amazing entrepreneur, fellow entrepreneur and friend, and someone that has truly helped me along my journey on some things that matter to me health-wise. And so I'm so excited to have him on The Stranded Podcast because I think or his story is one of the most amazing stories when it comes to pulling yourself out of the stranded phase. He is the host of multiple podcasts, which I would never take on that challenge. Uh, the host of multiple amazing podcasts, the Success Bias and the Vegan Transition Podcast. He's a lifestyle and fitness coach, all about teaching you how to maintain health versus quick fixes, which is what I appreciate about him so much. And I'm just so honored to have him on the Stranded Podcast today. So let's welcome today's guest, Mr. Marcus Watts. Yo, thank you so much for having me on. I don't, man, that intro was was dope. I'm I'm excited, man. Thank you so much. Listen, I'm the GOAT at that stuff. Like, <laughs> I could do that stuff all day. The, this platform was built to lift people up. For real. And I just have to say, you know, it's so cool because I remember, you know, seeing the post. I think, I'm not sure if I had just seen it or or Najee had sent it to me because I was already following at that point. And when you were like, hey, I'm going to do it. And then I remember, you know, hearing the first one and then it's like seeing the progression. And is it, you know, in what you've done is just so inspiring. The fact that you took massive action, you're like, I'm doing this. And you actually followed through and did it. So I just want to like, you know, applaud you on that for real. I appreciate that. Listen, you know how it is as an entrepreneur, you start something and then you fall in love with it. And you're like, in six months later, you're like, what was I doing? What was that? Like, you just get better and better. But you have to take, like you said, there's no clarity in sitting still. You have to take action. Done is better than perfect. What? Well, I know exactly who you are. We've known each other for a little over a year now. But tell my audience a little bit about Marcus Watts. Yeah. So again, you know, so excited to be here, guys. My name is Marcus Watts, and I am a lifestyle and fitness coach. I work mostly with busy professionals age 33 to 52. And it's pretty much people that recognize, hey, listen, I am not in the shape that I used to be in and I no longer can probably keep up the things that I have been doing. They recognize that and they want to work toward what I call sustainable fitness. And, you know, we'll get a little bit deeper into it. But my background is, you know, I was a college basketball player, grew up an army brat. I was a professional after college. I played for about six years all over the world. New Zealand, Denmark, Portugal, South America. Maybe we'll get into some of those stories later, but you know, <laughs> it was a pretty cool life to be able to live, you know, 24, 25 years old. And somebody calls you up and says, hey, can you be on the other side of the world in 10 hours? And you're like, yep, I keep my passport, my bag packed. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, also I helped open two facilities. My main is a performance training facility where we had such an amazing array of athletes from, you know, high school, high school soccer, basketball, football, to college soccer, basketball, football, to 
NFL players, MLB players. Um, we actually had kids come from Europe, come from England to train with us that would then go back and really excel at, at the uh, Nike Performance Academies. It was a really great opportunity. I would then go on to open up my, uh, help open the first CrossFit gym in the Port Charlotte Punta Gorda area. Shout out to the OG CrossFit Murdoch crew. And then I would open my first gym in 2013 in uh, Fort Myers, just across the way from FGCU, where I am alumni, and uh, then would go on to the second gym venture in 2016. And yeah, now I'm, you know, running my businesses online, I'm able to reach a lot more people and really focus on doing things that bring me clarity and happiness and allow me to serve other people at the same time. And you do it very well. We've worked closely together on my vegan journey. I've told, well, let me take that out. The fake vegan journey that I've been on where I've just it's all a journey, though. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> the thing is, you can't, you know what? You can't figure out how something works for you until you get knocked down a couple times. You know what I mean? And and that's in anything. That's in anything, you know? So listen, I I just took meat out and was trying to wing it. And I realized you can't wing it. Um, You can fall and fail, but you need help from a professional. And I think that goes with anything. And you've been truly helpful with my habits and um, just challenges and being part of an amazing group on Facebook that kind of pushes you um, everything from recipes to pushing you with your workouts. So I really appreciate everything you've done. But what I'm so excited to talk about is when I learned more about you, I realized that um, you just talked about everything that you are now and what you were. And it sounds so great. And it just sounds like you just were living the life. Oh, yeah. And you were. You absolutely were all American. You know, like you said, McDonald's, pro ball, all of that. And um, around age 27, something crazy out of the ordinary dramatic happened to you. Do you mind sharing that with my audience? Yeah, of course. Actually, at 27 was when I like pretty much was like, look, I love basketball you know, in great shape, but this isn't what I want to be doing forever. You know, you got to understand, I mean, you know, especially in Tampa, so many pros, a lot of these guys I came up with on the circuit, we used to play in a lot of the big tournaments. Actually, there's a handful of guys that we used to like, you know, just to give an idea of the money that's out there in basketball. I mean, we had guys that would fly us to Rochester, New York to play in tournaments for $25,000. You know what I mean? It's just when you play basketball, I think it's a lot more accessible than football. It's just there. So like, you know, I, I was at the point where I was like, look, if I play till I'm 20, if I play till I'm 29 or 30, I'll play till I'm 33 or 35. If I play till I'm 33 or 35, I'll play till I'm, you know, and, you know, I didn't want to be away from home from, you know, for eight, 10 months at a time anymore. I wanted to be starting the next phase of my life, which I'm very glad that I did. So it was actually fast, you know, fast forward through a bunch of stuff that happened in between them. But I had uh, just turned 30 um, about a month before and I had my first gym is growing. You know, everything's great. I'm in, you know, the best shape of my life, you know, stronger and everything. And even when I played, you know, back when I was playing pro ball and um, I remember actually exactly when it started, I went home to my mama's house in Port Charlotte and I slept on the couch like I always do. But when I got up, like my left arm was just like really bothering me. I was like, oh man, I just must've slept on it weird. You know, that day I went back to Fort Myers and I was training with a homeboy and, you know, playing basketball, you know, 400 meter runs or anything running was a, was pretty much a breeze for me. You know, I kind of made my money off, off of that, you know, being a bigger guy that had really good conditioning. And I just remember we're doing the run portion of our workout and I just, 
I just couldn't catch my breath. And I was like, whoa, man, like, you know, it's so many, you know, we talk about this in the programs that you're in. It's so many things like, okay, have I slept enough? Okay. Did I eat enough? Did I have I drink, have I hydrate? There's so many things like, do I have like, you know, per, you know, relationships, stress, that's everything. Right. So, you know, you just kind of brush it off. Um, about, uh, about four days later, I had what would be three CrossFit Games athletes um, in my gym. Another guy that would end up being on the um, Ultimate Fighter um, in almost one uh, pro fighter. And then his girlfriend at the time would then uh, go on to become like one of the top weightlifters, Olympic weightlifters in her weight class in the country. And she's still competing. And. I remember we were doing a crazy workout and that day, this is a, this is a very important thing to note that day. I, I set a personal record in the Olympic snatch, which is like bringing a bar from the ground, right? Bringing it, you know, pulling it overhead and then finishing in an, in a squat position, you know, in an overhead squat and you have to stand up with it. So a marquee number to hit is, um, 102 kilos or, uh, 225 pounds. So we would then st- go on to start a workout and that was brutal right after. So I already set a personal best. I'm feeling really good. And, uh, the workout was something stupid. It was an insane amount of work, but either way I came off of doing pull-ups one time. And I remember Lauren Brooks, um, shout out Lauren Brooks. Um, she was like, what's wrong with your, what's wrong with your arm? And I was just like, what do you mean? What's wrong? I got a stupid pump right now. That's probably what's wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, just some meathead shit, you know? Um, and, but I do remember while that, that work, I had like deadlifts, pull-ups and you had to do some jump rope stuff. I just remember my left arm was a little bit tired. And, um, so I was the last one to finish the workout because the rest of these guys are CrossFit games athletes <laughs> and I finish and they go, you know, dude, what's wrong with your arm? And now another guy, Lauren's, um, boyfriend at the time, he was a medic. And he said, uh, hey, you need to go to the ER. And then Lauren said, if Tim says that you need to go to the ER, you need to go to the ER. Okay. <laughs> well, Talena Fortunato was there who was um, a massage therapist, clearly knows more about the body than me. Everyone in his room does. Um, and she's like, you need to go to the ER. And then I turn, I, I look at Jeff Evans, who was a monster of an athlete. He was actually one of the first Nike athletes um, ever in CrossFit. And he was like, just shaking his head like, yo, you need to go. So um, long story short, um, I did not go. Uh, <laughs> when I was leaving, everybody was like, so you're going to the ER? I was like, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, again, this is just like, you know, sometimes you just feel invincible. You know right. what I mean? I never had a serious injury. Anytime I did, I came back. Like I didn't take ibuprofen. I don't take ice. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, you know what I mean? I, it was, it was just the mindset of like, oh, like I feel fine. So I got to be fine. Right. Um, I went home, took a shower, ate, fell asleep, woke up. I was like, ah, I'll just go tomorrow. So in the morning, instead of going to the ER, I just went to an urgent care center. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. So I walk into urgent care center because, you know, it's like right by my house and stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I, you know, they go in, you know, they ask, they fill out the paperwork. Hey, what's what's up with you? I told her I go and sit down. About three or four minutes later, somebody comes up to me and they say, hey, um, we think you need to go to the ER. And I was like, OK, like it's not like you guys like took a look at me or anything. Like nobody took my blood pressure. And I was like, all right. So then I was like, all right, you know, this might be kind of serious. So, so then I go to the ER um, and <laughs> I check in. And I sit. I literally sit down 
And I'm not kidding you. Like 30 seconds later, somebody comes and gets me. And it was, and there was like a ton of people in there. It was like some guy like holding his arm. Like I just look normal. I've got like regular clothes on. I have like cologne and shit on, you know what I mean? Um, and I was like, okay, this is serious. Wait, like, what, I don't did know. Look, what did it look like? Like So what was- to give you perspective, my left arm, I measured it, was swollen uh, four inches larger than my right arm. <gasps> yeah. So what, when you actually hear that, you're kind of like, like, what were you? But I just wasn't, you know, I wasn't in that space. I was like, okay, something little is up, but like, I don't get sick. Like nothing is ever really wrong with me. I take pride. Listen, I took pride in my health. You know what I'm saying? And, and not for the visuals. That was a nice side of it. But I just was so passionate about, you know, growing up, my, my mom, um, you know, she had, she had three boys and my brothers are twins. You know, it, it really weighed on her. It really weighed on her. And, um, she gained a lot of weight and I saw the way it stole my mother, how it robbed my mother of her confidence. I, you know, she, she, I saw her stand behind people in pictures. It pissed me off. You know, I, I saw, I saw the way she didn't like how she fit in her clothes. It, it, it hurt my soul. It really did. I approached fitness a lot different. I think later, you know, I didn't start examining and stuff until I started examining a lot of my personal development and courses and working with coaches and stuff that I really started to unlock some of this stuff. But it kind of became a calling card of mine. I I started taking pride in it. Now, now shout out to my mom. She would go on to lose a ton of weight um, and she kind of gained some back and now she's doing really great again. You know, mom, I love you. But, you know, so for me, it was a it was just it was a lifestyle. And um so I digress a little. I'm sorry. Uh, but so I, I'm, I'm back there and, you know, they're taking your blood pressure and all that stuff. So I have my shirt off and you just have to picture like I'm six, eight. All right. I'm 240 pounds. I have a massive beard and I'm just shredded. Like I'm like seven and a half percent body fat, not doing bodybuilding shows or anybody. But all I did was CrossFit, Olympic lift and a bunch of gymnastics and play sports. And so the doctor's like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, we'll figure out, we'll figure out what this is. We're, we're pretty sure it's not blood clots. And I was like, okay, cool. You know what I mean? They're like taking my blood pressure and everything. Like everything seems like, you know, stellar. They take me in. I can't remember what test they took me in for. Um, a lot of this, I, I realized I had kind of blocked for a long time. Um, and not until I had to start talking about it on my own show that I started to uncover a lot of it again. Um, but they, they, they took me in for an exam. I had, I was in there with some machine. I can't remember what it was. And then I came out waiting for the results. And, uh, immediately the doctor comes in and says, we are going to admit you right now. We're pretty sure, you know, you've got a blood clot and we need to examine this. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Surprise. Yeah. Just blown away. Like it's not even real, you know, it's right. You're like, yeah, sure. Cause, cause, because again, it's not like I'm tired or I'm out of breath now. You know what I mean? Where like I told you that one time I was really out of breath, right? It kind of transformed from being out of breath, um, to like just having stiffness and soreness in my arm, you know what I mean? To, you know, well, I'm just here because a bunch of my friends told me that I needed to come here. Right. That's exactly, that's exactly the story I always tell with the pregnancy. It was like when they were like, we're going to admit you. I was like, why? I feel fine. Yeah. Like, why are you doing that? I don't, I don't, this is, you guys are doing too much. Right. And, uh, so yeah, they admitted me, start running all these tests, asking me all these questions. And so, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna break down a typical day in eating at the time. So the nurse comes in again, like I'm just like the typical like bro. I'm like in my room, like with my shirt off, like you know my brother is like in there with you know <laughs> we're like watching Drake videos on his phone and stuff like that. Like I'm like, look, can you guys just bring me like three times the portion of food that you bring me. Cause I'm this, I'm the kid that, you know, I'm the kid that grew up like, you know, in Jamaica households, like you, there is no, no, like you're going to eat it and you're going to eat all of it or you're going to eat it for breakfast tomorrow. So I'm just like, Hey, can y'all just bring me like three of whatever y'all bring? Because this food in the hospital is actually pretty good. (laughs) Um, I'm like such a fat kid. So, uh, um, they started asking me questions. So I'm going to paint the picture. This is exactly what they asked me. They said, Hey, can you, um, just detail like a day of eating? For you now, now, mind you, they've already done, they've already taken my blood labs and they've already got the results back. And I'm like, okay, cool. So at the time, this is legit how I ate. I was like, okay, so I normally have about seven to 10 whole eggs a day. All right. Most I normally I'll have like seven eggs in the morning. I'll just be honest with you. Okay. So I cook, I'll normally have about five pieces of bacon. I cook the eggs in the bacon grease. All right. And I have like, you know, coffee with like coconut or MCT oil, like a cup to two cups of sweet potatoes and some type of green. Oh my God. Now that was just, that was just <laughs> breakfast, just breakfast. Right. Oh my God. If I had less than 1300 calories at breakfast, I was probably not it, w- it wasn't going to be a very good training day because at that time my training output was you know two to three hours a day and you're talking heavy like just an olympic lifting session plus just a conditioning session you know what i mean which normally consisted of when i say conditioning there's more resistance training more lifting of weights kettlebells dumbbells barbells of some type not to mention body weight and or like actual running or jumping or throwing wow so so you were like olympic level athlete eating and working out Literally, like, yeah, I think at that time I was consuming like 6,500 calories a day or something like that. And, um, like a lot of my calories were from healthy fats. Mm. So they were like, that's impossible. And I already know what they're going to tell me, but I was like, I was like, Oh, why? And, and I, and I know that they're going to bring up that, that with that amount of, now this is two, this two, this is 2013, right? Mm-hmm. So they were gonna. They were pretty much saying that with those amount of eggs and like fats that I were consuming, there's no way that I eat like that because my cholesterol would be through the roof. Mm-hmm. Well, my cholesterol was only like one or two points higher for like my age and weight and all that stuff, but my HDLs were 97. So to kind of preface that, anything over 60 for your HDLs or your healthy blood count is considered extremely good. So I already am like breaking the mold. They're like, now they're even more lost as to why I'm there, right? right. They, so you're super healthy and you have yeah. blood clots. Yeah. And the thing is, is what you have to understand about a lot of these studies that are out, guys, is I'm going to say this first. There is no information no information on the internet that you will find that is substantial unless it is a peer review study. Peer review. Now, the thing about it is most of these studies will take like 10 years to like come to light, like in the general public and for it to become the general consensus. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger has been talking about eating the whole egg. He had been talking about that for years since he put out his first book. Um, a really good book I'd recommend if you guys are taking notes or the bodybuilding encyclopedia by Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I think they have like a second and third revised, um, edition out. Um, of course I don't follow those nutrition principles as far as the, the food that they suggest now, but the principles are, you know, they don't change, um, as far as the strength and conditioning side. So 
I already knew that because I'm aware of all these studies. You know, the army had been doing testing on CrossFit um, for maybe five or seven years at that time. And most people still didn't know what CrossFit was. Now, um, the army is moving to what's called the, I think it's called the ART, um, ACRT, which is the, which is the, um, army combat readiness training, which is pretty much a mix of CrossFit. It's, you know, throws, carries, doing stuff with dumbbells. You have to run some, you have to do like a body weight deadlift so many times, things like that, you know, but, but it's just now coming to light, you know, I think that just came out like last year, maybe late. Um, to, it was like sometime, excuse me, sometime 2018, some of my SWAT guys that I trained, cause I would go on to be a fitness liaison for Fort Myers SWAT team in Lee County Sheriff's department. Um, they were the ones that kind of put me onto that, but this stuff is out, you know, the information's out. The thing is most people, the general public don't know unless you're going and you're looking for those. So if somebody's saying the other day, somebody shared an article with me about, um, I tried to have a conversation with a girl on Twitter, but nobody wants to have a conversation and be told that, you know, they're wrong. Yeah. That you don't, a hundred percent agree with him. And she was talking about buttermilk being a good option for you to have because it's better digestible than regular milk. And I was just trying. And so she like posted an article and I was like, this is someone's blog. This is not peer reviewed study. You know, that's where you're going to find the real information. And that's just what I hope that if there's anything that you guys take away from this, it's to make up your own mind. Even the shit that I'm telling you, you got to make up your own mind. And that only comes from you going and doing research and gathering the information or like we're going to talk about running experiments based on a hypothesis. So, um, I'm in a hospital for days now and they're just like checking my INR levels. Um, and I have to be at a certain INR level for them to allow me to, to leave. I had, you know, again, two blood clots that turned, that turned to pulmonary embolism. Um, and pulmonary embolism is when, you know, the blockage reaches, um, a major artery um, of the lung. So, I just remember the doctor came in and this is, and again, I'm already someone, you know, we talked about, look, I don't use ice. I don't take ibuprofen. I don't take Pepto-Biz. I don't do any of that stuff. If I'm not, if I'm not feeling good, I'm going to try to identify what's, what are the, what are the environmental factors? Have I slept enough? Have I been eating enough? Have I had, do I have stress at work? Do I have stress at home? You know, there's always something, you know, have I been eating foods stacked with sodium and sugar? There's always something that, you know, that you can kind of figure out or, or start to. And, um, the doctor came in after like days. So I've been in the hospital for days and the doctor finally comes in. He walks in. Now I just want you guys to picture like you're sitting in a hospital bed. This guy walks in the room, literally does not look up. He grabs my chart off the bed, walks to the opposite, like left corner of the room, and he's just flipping the chart. And he's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's like, okay. He's like, okay, so you have two options. You can take this medication and you can leave today. Or you can take this medication, right? And you just are going to have to go. You can leave once your INR levels level out um, to where we need them. But then you're going to have to go for daily check-ins at the hospital for about 30 days. And then after that, go see a specialist. I was like, okay, so what's the draw? What's the catch with the first one? And he was like, oh, if you get into a major accident, we can't, and you, you know, you end up bleeding. We, we, we can't stop the bleeding with vitamin K. Like, is this a real thing? Wow. This can't be the, all these machines in here and y'all are telling me that's the answer. Right. I, was, I, I literally was laughing. And again, you have to like I'm someone that's aware of the system and how. Listen, forks over knives. 
go watch it. I don't, you guys don't want to go vegan. That's cool. That's cool. I actually, I never tell anyone to go visit to, excuse me, to go vegan. I tell people that they need to explore, you know what I'm saying? Removing certain things from their diet first, you know what I'm saying? Which normally is just taking out the sugar and stuff and then going from there one thing at a time. (laughs) So I was like, okay, that's not an option. And then I was like, okay, what's, you know, option B he's like, you know, well, we'll give you Coumadin. Um, and you know, but then you can't, you can't ingest vitamin K. So vitamin K is pretty much in anything green, Jessica, like anything green has vitamin. So I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Y'all are telling me I can leave this hospital bed, but I can't eat green vegetables. What? I am in a hospital, right? Right. Like y'all are supposed. And and again, you gotta, let me, I am not saying that all doctors do not care about you. I am not saying that. I'd like to also shout out that Lee County Health is doing some major refining of this. I know doctors, I know like upper level people involved in the process. They're doing some amazing stuff, right? And in the hospital that I was at, they took amazing care of me, Health Park. Shout out anybody that knows somebody that works at Health Park. Let them know, reach out to me because I will do a review. But I was like, this can't be the answer. So the only option I had was option B. Okay, I guess I'm not going to take vitamin K, but I can leave now. And if somebody runs me over with a car, then, you know, hey, at least I won't bleed out because they'll give me vitamin K. Like, <laughs> So um, I end up leaving. I have to go to the hospital every single day. And I'm just I'm doing it. I'm leaving my gym. You know, I'm going to go to the hospital every single day. I have to they give me medication. Then I go there. They take a blood lab. Then I ha- they have to inject me with some stuff and they would like give me some stuff that I would have to take again later. It was just, it was just a lot, you know what I mean? And imagine doing that for a month straight and every day I go in, I'm like, Hey guys, so what's next? Like, can someone give me, can someone just give me information? And it was literally just like, walk you through the system. You come in, you check in, go sit down, go in here, go sit down, go in there, see tomorrow. And it was such a disconnect as being somebody that understands my body and understands how a system works. And I'm not afraid to ask questions. It was overwhelming for even for me because I felt like no one, like I was just, I was just in the system now, like, you know what I'm saying? Do this, do that. And I didn't have any info. So fast forward, you know, I'm out of the hospital. I've been doing that for a month now and I'm scheduled to go see a specialist. Now I've been calling the office and asking questions. Hey guys. So I'm just trying to be prepared for like when I come there and they're like, yeah, when you come, you're going to see the specialist and he'll take care of you. Okay. You know, I keep getting that. So now I'm in my truck and I go in really, really in depth on my first episode of the vegan transition, but I'm in my truck and I'm driving and (laughs) I call the office and I say, hey, guys, look, I'm I'm on my way from my appointment. Um, I really just can anyone tell me what I can expect? Like, what should I expect today? Like, this has been a very long, drawn out situation for me. I can't lift. My arm hurts. I can't sleep on my left side. I would wake up in the middle of the night. Like, first, like, if I slept on my left side, like, my arm would start hurting. I would get, like, numb pain. And then, like, imagine you're getting numb pain in an arm that, you know what I mean? That wow. you, had a, you had two blood clots in, like... And then so 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 sometimes I would wake up in the middle of the night in a panic because I would realize like I was on my left side and I would like jump to the other side because, you know, I'm like, I don't want this to happen again. You know, like mm-hmm. I can't actually, you know, feel if it's happening in my body. It's not like, you know, knee pain or something. 
And uh, I remember they gave me the same thing. She's like, when you come here, you know, you know, just come in. And when you come here and I was like, not good enough for me. And I was at the light and I flipped the U-turn, hung up the phone and started driving home. And like, that was the most, I get like goosebumps thinking about it because it was a very surreal moment. And this is going to sound very morbid. I understand that some people will not understand this. I understood that I was taking my life into my own hands. Mm. You know, I understood that potentially like I was not taking medication. I was not going against a hundred percent complete, excuse me, a hundred percent completely against doctor's orders. And And I I could could die. die. Like, like straight, straight up, up. Like, like I could, I could die. die. Right. At any at, at any point. point. And I was completely okay with that because I felt like they didn't have my best. Um, they didn't have my best at heart, to be honest. I felt like I was just gonna go into the system like I already had been. Like everything I'd read and done research on and spoken to specialists about who had left the industry and you know through my own research and all the stuff that I had learned. And I was like, yo. I would much rather like live my last days on my own terms than trust people that I don't feel have my best. If it, if, it, if someone had given me answer, Jessica, we might we probably would never be having this conversation because I never would have done what I did next. But like, how long does it take for me, somebody who understands what's going on, you know what I'm saying, to finally get fed up enough to where I'm like, nah, like I don't trust any of you guys. So. At that point, I kind of just decided, all right, I'm going to, number one, eat a lot of donuts because I had not done that for a very long time. <laughs> this is the real shit. This is a, you're hearing from a coach straight up. I was like, you know what? I've been restricting these things from my diet. Let's get it. Like, whatever. Like, what's the worst that can happen? I've been doing this for, my, for you know, as a career since I was 22 years old. I almost died, bro. And, and I was, I was like, like, you know what? Um, going to start exploring this plant-based stuff. Why not? You know, it's, it's the complete opposite of what I'm, of what I've been doing. And I got the complete opposite result of what I wanted to get. So it, I mean, one plus one, you know what I'm saying? Equal two to me. So I just started very slowly experimenting with, you know, first I, um, and it wasn't immediately, it was like, you know, a little bit after that. I, I had the thought and I kind of was formulating this plan. And I started looking for resources. I knew a couple guys doing some stuff. I took a couple tips from them. And uh, I already never had dairy, you know. Um, so I removed red meat, okay. And then you know, I removed um, pork, you know, okay. And then. So, so I was, was having, having um, chicken and fish and eggs. And then I removed slowly over time the chicken, slowly over time the fish. And then, you know, the last thing were the eggs. Now, before I fully removed like eggs out of my diet, um, 16, so basically they had told me, <laughs> this is, I just went off of like, I mean, again, I don't suggest anyone does this. You should consult your physician and do what they say. Okay. I'm not going to tell anybody to ever do what I did. So, um, they were like, yeah, 16 months, you're not going to be able to work out. That's what they told me. Like 
when, when, when I, I first got the hospital, I was like 16 months, bro. I work out six days a week. <laughs> like, like I couldn't fathom. So, you know, I'm not able to lift and stuff. In that time, I just immersed myself in the knowledge. I was like, you know what? Maybe this is supposed to happen for a reason. Right. Maybe I'm supposed to do more reading and learn for my clients and learn for the members of my gym and, and expand my knowledge and thought process. You know what? I'm just going to do it. Let's just do that. So I start, I start doing that. I start learning more about strength conditioning. I start linking up with more people. In that time, of course, I'm, I'm gaining weight. Like, listen, I'm not eating on no restriction. Like, no. Like, I like to eat, okay? So I work out because I like to eat. I'm going to keep it real with you. You know what I mean? I can't just eat whatever I want, um, you know, and look the way that I like to look. Uh, and it's a very human thing. Like, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, it's a, it's a lifestyle. It's a life. Listen, keep, let's be real. Everybody likes to have some cake and do things that they enjoy. I'm no different, you know? Right. So I'm gaining weight during this time. You know, I really don't have a plan. I'm just, you know, kind of glad that I'm not dead. Um, and... I uh, am pretty close to the 16 months to that 16 month mark. And again, I've been getting now. I've got pretty much all meat like removed from my diet. Like I'm just having a ton of plants. Um, still having eggs, and I might I may have still been having like fish or or shrimp at times. And the opposite, the big thing here, just is the opposite of what they told me, right? Which is vitamin K, like not supposed to be ingesting it. Right. I'm having a ton of vitamin K. <laughs> right. I mean, every day. And um, there was a there was a woman that was a member of my gym. She was a nurse, and she was like, you know, you need to go get your labs done. And I was like, man, I don't have time to leave. I literally was not prioritizing my ability to leave my business, my gym at the time, so I coached all day. Um, and so she came, did my labs for me because she worked at like an office like that. Um. Took my, took my blood samples and then a week later she called me and she said hey um, we got your lab back and I was like okay and she's like so if we didn't know that you had the situation you had with the two clots that turned into pulmonary embolism we would not there's no sign that anything was ever wrong with you and I was like Oh my God. And she goes, yeah, that's the only explanation that we have for it. Actually, how about this? The opposite had happened. And it wasn't that my blood, that my blood like would, like had a tendency to clot, like whatever, whatever the levels and stuff were in my blood, like I was going to, like that would, like clotting would be a problem for me. And so... Yeah, yeah, crazy. So I had to do a couple things, like I had to do a little bit of a sugar detox and and stuff like that because I've been enjoying myself. Um, and at the same time, I was having plants, right? So I will be honest, like a month and a half or so before that time was up, I started back very light lifting. You know, my shoulders are gotten weak, my hips are gotten weak. I just, you know, and I'm a conditioning coach, so it's, hey, I'm doing things that I know are going to be like optimal for strength. Right. So. This is where some of those numbers come in, right? So about a month before I got injured, um, I had PR my back squat at like 380 pounds, which for me was a lot at that time. It's not a lot for a lot of guys. Um, and I had PR my snatch that same day at 220, or excuse me, the day um, before I went to the hospital at 225 pounds. So as soon as I was cleared, I called my coach, I was like, bro, let's get it. He was like, all right. So I'm doing testing and every single lift from over six, you know, from, from 16 months ago, I scored better than. 
I what? actually snatched, I actually snatched 245 pounds. I back squatted like oh like 420. And I recovered faster. I didn't have the soreness. And my numbers were just through the roof. Like I was not far off of any lift, if not better than it. And my coach was like, how do you feel? And I was like, bro, I know how my body felt before. I know how my body felt with all the football and basketball and, and you know, training six days a week. I was like, bro, I feel great. And he was like, damn. So we just kept pushing and I just kept getting stronger and stronger. My recovery time was shorter. Like I felt great. And, I, and the, the, the point thing is, um, once I went in hardcore, I actually dropped like 15 pounds. Because I had gotten up to about 252. And I normally walk around about like 225 lean, you know, 228 lean. Now I'm about 240, but it's, it's a much better 240. And um, I kind of lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. So, so uh, yeah, I was just I was a lot leaner. I was stronger, and it was just, it was just mind blowing to me that I was able to to keep this up. Like I said, I knew my body, I knew how I performed, and it was something I hadn't ever really experienced. Oh, this is what I was getting at. Now I was able to keep that size on. So I lost like 15 pounds quick, like off rip. Once I went like super super hardcore with the plant base, and when I was cleared, and then I learned to gain that size and keep it on because I never. I had been able to really stay above 230 pounds um, when I was playing ball. It was just a struggle for me. I'm a super lean guy. I didn't really know how to eat right. So now I'm having just plants. Never did I have over 100 grams of protein a day, most days. And I'm doing things like a, a close grip bench, which a lot of guys will tell you. Most, you know, most women have a close grip bench, but it's a much tougher bench. I was doing like a 335 pound, which was a lifetime PR because I never was a big bencher. You know, my arms are like long as hell, long as most people's legs. Um, like a three second pause so your hands are like right outside your chest pausing with the ball fully on my chest and then exploding out like with no spot and I was doing like uh, I did a, I have a lower body strength series and there's one video of me doing a 375 back, pound back squat with a five second pause in the bottom of a squat um, then I would after doing like training days, I would just load up a bar with like 315 and I would do sets of like 20 reps of like box squats. It was, just, I'm talking about, it was insane. I was like, how come people don't know about this? And that's kind of brought me on this mission of look, people need to know about it. Like I'm not saying you guys should stop and go plant. I'm just saying you need to know about it. And um, like I was telling you before, when I first realized why people bash it the way they do, it's, it's a couple of reasons. One, people don't do enough research and they don't find a specialist so that way when they try something, it works for them. Like I know a girl and uh, she's, she's a super smart girl, trainer, I mean, great physique. And for my she was like, yeah, I'm gonna go vegan off from, you know, at, you know, on my birthday. And I was like, ooh. Don't do that. And I always tell people, don't go hard, don't go like straight vegan. I transitioned. And she's like, no, no, I've done a bunch of research. I was like, your body's not gonna like that, you know? Right. So she went straight from eating one way, straight to eating another way. She felt great at first, and then she she caught, you know, like the vegan flu. Is what like what I call it. You know, you'll hear like the keto flu, the paleo flu. It's about it's it normally comes around like you know, around day 10 or so, and it's like, you're like lethargic. I mean, you know, your body's learning a function on energy it's not used to having, basically. Right. Right. And 
I remember like the first time I came out of like like back when I was pale, you know, the 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 quote unquote pale flu. It was like about day like sixteen or seventeen, and I literally remember like waking up and it was like. My, my energy, energy was, was through the roof. roof. It, it was, was like, like I, I could, could hear the birds chirping different. It was, it was, <laughs> it was like, like my body finally flipped the switch and understood, hey, you're, you're gonna get your energy from these sources and not this other stuff that we used to have. Not all these, you know, breads and, you know, foods that are full of all these, you know, fake, you know, you know nutrients and, and things like that. It is so, so funny you say that. Cause I, when I first went vegan, same thing happened to me, not vegan, I say vegan-ish. When I basically, first thing hey. I did was I just said no state. Like, you i kind of said no steak then i was like no hamburger was easy i was never like a big eat meat eater i just ate a lot of chicken so i was not into like hamburger and steak and stuff like that and i was like okay so i'm gonna cut the chicken out now and i remember feeling very sick two weeks in and i was like oh my god who do i think i am like i cannot do this and now that i'm back in the gym and i am I'm not, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm great at the recipes, but I'm a lot better. Right, I used to just right. replace. You, you have your wheelhouse now. Yeah. I have a wheelhouse of, of meals that I can eat. And I know they're like very, like pretty good, you know, still not high in like, cause I was just replacing when I was hungry, I was replacing everything with carbs that wasn't, I wasn't being filled off the meat or not having meat. So I was just replacing it with more carbs. But now I know how to kind of still get full with the right plate. And I started back in the gym. Oh my God. I am like, I have so much energy. Like I'm a running machine. And I remember I had a trainer in between that was coming to my house right after I, um, right after I did it. And I was telling her and she was like, Jessica, I don't, I don't know how to tell you how to do this. She's like, you can't work out this hard and not eat meat. (sighs) Yeah. um, And I was like, what? Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, I know a lot of people doing it. Yeah. And she was like, no, you're going to be sick and you're not going right. to have any energy. Right. Just tag them, in my, just tag them on my page. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, it, it, and, and like, that's the thing. It's like, so that girl I was telling you about, she ended up, first off, I was kind of pissed off at her. Um, she told me that her friend came to town to see her and was sick. And she was like, damn it, you're going to get me sick. So her friend got her sick. Right, mm-hmm. her friend ended up getting hospitalized wherever she's at. She, her immune system is all out of whack because she's going underneath this huge change, right, with her eating. And now her friend comes, she gets sick, so she got hospitalized, so she stopped doing it. And she went online blasting some shit about like, oh yeah, she did it, and she got sick. And I was like, you're not telling the truth. You know what I mean? Like, that's not how it was. There was a different stimulus. You know what I'm saying? Right. That, that that was, was a part of this. And that's, that's what people don't understand. First off, you know, you and I talked about this, right? When I interviewed you. If I'm a professional, this is what I'm a, this is what I'm gonna challenge you guys. I'm gonna challenge you guys to challenge fitness professionals. Because there's a lot of people out here, number one, selling snake oil, number two, not doing what they should be doing, which is educating the general public. You come to my programs, you're coming not just to learn how to do a sit-up or a power clean, you're coming to learn. Like, like when you leave my program, if I've given you the ability to remove me from the from from being a part of the equation because you got it from here, awesome. I've done my job. A lot of people just want to keep you in the program. So you and I were talking about how what type of professional am I to argue against something? Right. Unless I can also argue for it. That means I've done research. Right. Back when you were back when you were in school and you had to do like the um remember when you had to do like the uh the like fake trial or something like that. You know what I mean? 
and normally they put you on the side you didn't want to be on. Right. You know, and so you had to now learn how to argue for it. But the whole lesson wasn't even that. It was learning that if you could do that research, then you're able to, you're much better armed to prove your point. Right. So I was telling you about the first time that I posted on, I started posting on Facebook about it, and I was like, yo, this meal is like a plant pasta, it's like a uh, bonza pasta with like a plant-based meal. I was like, yo, it's like 75 grams of protein in this meal. And people started going off. <laughs> I mean, off, boy. And there's all these things, these health coaches, and like some are like my friends' friends, and some are just like people I know. Some of them have never talked to me on Facebook before, but we've been friends, and now they're like out. And I was like... They're like, you can't do that, and it's not possible. It's not a complete protein, and this and that. And I was like, I remember I sat back, and I was like, guys, I under—I don't think I commented back. But I just remember thinking, guys, I understand. And I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't say this to them. But, I, but, in, but to myself, I'm thinking, I'm sorry that you feel like I attacked you. Because that's what it was. You got this guy that's respected in like, you know, my gym came up quick in CrossFit, like from a basketball player doing program and now we're like almost qualifying for the regionals and you know what I mean? And our gym grew fast. We had like a cult-like following. Um, people knew us like across the country even. And I'm trusted in this community and now I'm telling people that what you make your living off of, people may not actually need. And so I, 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 I understood, you know, and, and you just got to understand that not everybody's going to see from your vantage point and there are reasons why people got kids, you know, they got family, they got, you know, mortgages, they got, you know, they got car payments. And I'm telling you, I'm telling people that follow me that they don't need to eat meat to lift the weights, to run the way I am, to perform the way I am and change my health. So I kind of just Not only that, but you brought yourself out of this whole situation oh, yeah. blood clot like, like you're not going to be able to perform the same you're not going to be able to work out the same like you have com- you completely switched the whole narrative oh yeah i walked i remember one time wearing my gym there was a girl um she was a new member of the gym but she was like a, a comfortable person and she said uh this was in like 2016 and uh so it was a partner workout she came late and it was a partner workout so now the class is getting started she got nobody to work with i said hey you, you know you need, you need do you need a partner she said yes i'll work out with you i came out of the office tied up my shoes we jumped into a workout i remember the workout was like yeah to do like so many burpees and then climb a rope and then your partner did so many burpees and then climb the rope right and then the second part of it was you had to do like um a max effort like row in like three minutes so like I row for three minutes as hard as I can she rows for three minutes as hard as she can and then we had to build to a max deadlift in four minutes mm-hmm. and walking out of the office doing that stuff before I built up to like a 500 pound deadlift in like three minutes that's how strong I had gotten and I was like man I couldn't do this stuff when I was you know at, you know supposedly at my prime so you know I just took it on, man, and, and, and ever since then, it's just kind of been my mission to just, then I realized, oh, nobody's talking about this, and this is going to be something. I was like, this is going to be something, so I immersed myself in it, and I started surrounding myself with the right people, you know, looking for the resources to, you know, to, to substantiate the things that I was finding, and yeah, it just... It, it completely changed the way that I saw life. It completely changed the way that I that I saw people because I saw the way that the general consensus felt about what was and wasn't possible by the human body and what's the best way. And I was like, man, these are all people that 
they all read the same books, they all doing the same, and they're all saying the same things, but no one is taking notice of the fact that I'm actually doing it. You know what I mean? Like, coming from somebody that I made a living hurting grown men, like, you do not want to play against me. Like, that's what I made my money on, being strong, being big, being fast. And... It changed the way that I saw things. But this is the thing. This is what I want people to go check out. It's like, not only did you change the narrative of your entire health based off, you know, changing your diet, and this is not a podcast where we're we're trying to convince you to be vegan, but looking... No, we're not. We're not. Go look at the Watts guy on Instagram. If you... And I'm... I know you have a girlfriend, so I say this respectfully. (laughs) Go look at his body. Like, go look at his body. And if you see his body, it will blow you away to know that this, you have an entirely plant-based diet. Yeah, yeah. You are huge. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm 6'8". Like I said, I'm, I'm 240. I've been as big as 255. I kind of go back and forth with my training because I'll, I'll, like, explore different types of eating and different types of fasting and, you know, um... But yeah, most of the last, you know, since that happened to me, you know, I'm not consuming more than 100 grams of protein except for when I'm on. See, the time when it comes in where you have to really um, look at the, the macronutrient intake a lot different is for body composition reasons, right? So I want to be super lean. Listen, there's a proportion of, you know, like 25% of my total daily um, intake for my calories needs to be protein and a certain percentage needs to be fat to carbs, right? Um, but you look at these vegan bodybuilders, you know, my Delgado, um, Tory Washington, you know, these are guys that are, that are completely breaking the mold and there's a lot more following in their footsteps. But I mean, yeah, for most of that time, it was just making better choices and just, you know what I'm saying, leaning on plants and focusing on the the, 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 the training style that I had. But there's so many trainers, like I was saying before, that they'll say, oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, there's more protein and spinach than this. Go ahead and have 25, you know, cups of spinach. Like, listen, you're a professional. You need to act like one. <laughs> go do some research. Right. Like, you and I, like, you know, we don't have the video on, but... Um, like I'll, I'll do the little demo that I gave you the other day. Mm-hmm. So I want you guys to like imagine like looking at your hands, right? So just open up, just look at your palms and open up your fingers, okay? Now show nine fingers, okay? There are nine, this is the complete protein myth, all right? There are nine different branch chain amino acids that when you have them all together, right? They make a complete protein, right? So. If you got five fingers on one hand, you got four fingers on the other, bring those fingers together. When you have chicken, complete protein, right? Bring them apart. When you have beef, bring those fingers together, complete protein. You got all nine branch chain amino acids, right? So fish, right? Eggs, same thing, all nine. Now, the complete protein myth is that, well, that is not a complete protein. You're 100% right, okay? This thing that I'm having may only have three or four of the nine branch chain amino acids that complete to make a that make a complete protein. But if I have this plant that has three, and this plant that has two, I got five. Then I have this plant that has the other four, and I bring those together in a meal or a shake. What do I have? A complete protein. That's what people aren't understanding about the food that they're putting in their body. And that's where, again, when these health professionals are giving you information, you still got to take it and ask why. I always say you ask why three times, you get to the answer. You don't get to the real, to what the real question or the real problem is. Why? 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 Well, and I always tell people, my clients, I say, ask me. 
if I'll be glad, you know, if I don't have the answer, I'll say, I don't have the answer to that. It would be my pleasure to go and find, I, I, I love it. I love finding a problem and going to fix it. Too often people are just like, oh, I read this book and this book said this and you gotta do this. Well, look, the devil tells you to do a lot of things and he's a lie, okay? So do your research, you know what I mean? Understand, you know, the studies that are out there. The other reason I, I, I prefaced the study earlier is because there were a bunch of studies done that pretty much came to the conclusion of calories or calories, right? Complete proteins, calories or calories. The human organism is way smarter than carbs, fats, and proteins. Why? Because of survival. Like it's when your body's under stress, it is going to take what you give it and put it to good use. How else was I able to pack on muscle only having 100 grams of protein a day, being 245, 250 pounds? Right. It's also because this, again, science. We're not talking growth science. We're talking real science. Go look up RP Strength. Go get their book. You know what I'm saying? Look up a bio lane, Lane Norton, um, who's like a double doctorate, like world champion powerlifter, um, IBFB, IPFB. He's a multiple like vitamin pro. 0.8 grams of protein per kilocalorie. That's what you need for, for optimal muscle protein synthesis. So if you're having over that, yeah, you're gonna get more calories, but like they just tell me, have one and a half to two grams of protein a day per pound. Bro, that's a lot of protein intake and my organs can't even digest that. Like like my kidneys can't even use all that. Like I, I, I can't. Most of it is going to waste in the gut because the gut, the bacteria in the gut, the acidity level is actually not high enough to digest the protein without, you ever heard a trainer or coach tell you that you need a digestive enzyme? Yes. Why is that? That's because your gut can't do it on its own. You have a 10 ounce steak, right? 10 times seven, seven grams of protein every ounce of steak, it's about 70 grams of protein. You're only getting like 35 to 40 grams of that. Cause the rest of it's getting wasted in your gut. Your body can't actually use it. You know, no. so, so I used to always tell my clients, get a digestive enzyme and you gotta do this, you gotta do this, everybody. And, but I didn't really, you know what I'm saying? I, I wasn't seeing where that fault is in there. Well, why can't I digest it? We know why, why, why is that? So you think you're getting all this protein, but your body can't actually absorb it. So what we care more about are about nutrient dense foods. You know what I'm saying? Tons of micronutrients, tons of vitamins, tons of minerals, and things that your body can easily absorb. That's how I was able to have, you know, a lot less quote unquote protein, you know, and still be able to get really strong, you know, do some really cool stuff so wow this is insane and it's against what everyone says that's what I love the most about this podcast is we can share opinions that are against what other people say but I truly believe in the vegan journey Um, a lot of people won't that's fine but you are a living proof that all of those things are just simply not true so and what you did with taking charge of your own health and getting yourself out of that situation and now being like the absolute best version of yourself is amazing. Amazing. And especially when it comes to health, people get so scared. They get yeah. so scared and they're just like, let me just do whatever I'm told to do because this could get so yeah. sketchy. And you literally did take your life into your own hands, but it worked yeah. out for you. And, and I commend it. 
Thank you. Yeah, you know, again, like I said, you know, for me, it was. You know, I already had so much exposure to the, you know, to the industry and the studies, and, and I was, you know, I was immersed in it. And, I'm, and all I'm saying is to ask questions. Go find the right professional to help you. And then ask, all, all you're asking them is to educate you. You know what I mean? Especially if you're paying somebody. Like, you're not paying them so you can be a, a drone and just follow whatever they say. You're paying to get educated and to learn. So ask questions. And if, if they don't have the answers, that's still I mean, they're a shitty coach. Hey, you're helping them to find more answers to this, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, but it's it's possible. You know, it's the journey, you know, that, that you're taking to educate yourself. You know, the funny, the last thing I'll probably say on this is, isn't it funny that, like, when your grandpa gets, like, really old, or your, you know, your grandma gets old, what does what the doctor start telling them to not do? Don't have as much meat. Make sure you remove dairy. Make sure you have more green vegetables. vegetables. Oh. It's, it's funny. And, when, and, and, and the, the other thing, thing when, when you're a, when, when you're, you're a baby, baby what, what do you eat a lot of? Vegetables. Bodybuilders. You want to know a bodybuilder secret for years and years? I used to buy cases of baby food from Costco. It's, a body, it's an old bodybuilder. Sweet potatoes, apples, carrots, peas, real shit. Just in the gym with like multiple things of baby food. Why? Because if it's, it's good, good enough, enough for a baby, baby and they're growing pretty fast, right? Right. It's, it's good enough for me. me. When, when you, you get, get really old, they, they tell you, hey, more, more fruits and vegetables, vegetables you know, less, less meat, cut out the dairy. Like, like where's the, the disconnect, disconnect in here? So, right. So, ask more questions. So weird. Oh, my God. That's so interesting. I didn't even think about it like that. Ah! <laughs> I know. Right. That's, that yeah, right there is the one that always gets to be like, wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> That's so true. All right. Well, tell my audience where they can stalk you, where they can find you on Facebook, where they can get a hold of some of yes. these challenges or your recipe, you know, your meal plans, all the great content you have. Yeah, yeah, thank you. you. So, so um, the, the watchguyfitness.com is my website. I have a, you can get access to like my entire, like literally my personal program that I follow and the phases that I follow it in. Um, that's the watchguyfitness.com backslash four week access. Same way it sounds, backslash four week access. Um, that'll give us like meal plans, training, instructional videos. Um, and then on Instagram, um, the watchguy. Uh, and then on Facebook, you can come over to my uh, fitness page. That's the Watts Guy Fitness. And then I actually have, if you want to come over to my vegan support group, that's um, just look up the Vegan Transition. It's a private group. And then my private fitness group on Facebook is um, called Destination Fit Tribe. So, yeah, you can come and check those out there. And then I'm not sure if we're going to do something. Like I said, we can put something together like just for your people, like have a little like two week thing or whatever. I'll just I'll say I'll just make a landing page for that. And we'll, we'll say that one's going to be the Watch Guy Fitness backslash uh, the Stranded Challenge. And if and we can come up with something from there and we'll let anybody in your community come and let's just share as much as we possibly can. You know? Oh, I would absolutely do that and get right on board with it. I'm challenging myself to my little baby workouts. I'm challenging myself to just commit to working out for eight days straight so did you recreate your um your account did you sign up for the account for the for the old program that you're in no you're in, uh, i haven't done so. it yet i need to all right all right, all right, all right. i'm gonna be on it now I'm gonna be on it. <laughs> see that's why we all need accountability groups <laughs> that's it that's why yeah for real for real 
All right, so. Marcus. Well, thank you for joining us on the Stranded Podcast. You guys go follow him. He is a wealth of knowledge, and we were honored to have you. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of the Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.